Welcome everybody to the resumption of Contextualize. Two and a half months later. We're back. We're back. New and improved though. I or mean, maybe. In God's timeline. We're older for, and wiser. For, yeah, for Christ Community <laughs> Church, we have just matured incredibly. Simply by means of the amount of time that's lapsed and the Holy Spirit working in our lives. That's right. Oh, man. Well, I, I was curious before. It was June 2nd when we did our last contextualized episode, but it doesn't feel that long ago. The throngs of people have begun asking, when are you going to put your next episode? All five out? of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, you know, the summer months have gone by. You were gone for five weeks yeah. and been back now for almost a month. Well, three Yeah, weeks, this is my maybe. fourth Sunday preaching here in a few days, yeah. and uh, it happens fast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to start, and, and we'll get to, we're not going to tell you yet, but we're going to jump into a new book, and we'll hold that for a moment. We're still going to contextualize for, the for Bible. Suspense. That is still our goal. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Still doing the same thing. Just jump into a different different book of the Bible. But, um, yeah, so Jim, you had a five-week sabbatical, and yeah. so um, I guess maybe just to start briefly, what like what did you do? What was it like? And then maybe after that, like what? I don't know, how did God meet well, with you, grow you, you know, what, what was that? I was sitting at the men's lunch last week, and I was talking to Todd Mark Walter, just got married, shout out to newlyweds, yep. um, but I asked Todd how, you know, how's married life treating him, and I'm not going to get into that answer as much, but I basically said to him, I said, so it's basically everything, like everything is impacted, like yeah. everything's new for you, Yeah. and I told him that's the answer I've been giving people when they say, how was your sabbatical? I've been saying it was everything uh-huh. and it really was it was everything in the in the highs the lows everything with my whole family everything all by myself in there was just a depth to it so we did a lot of stuff like we went on a, instead of just one week at the beach we took on like 10 days mm-hmm. uh, I haven't ever gone backpacking uh, at least in 20 years Corey and I went when we first got married but um, five days backpacking and then had a week at home and worked on projects. Nate and I worked on a shed uh, outside, built a shed, uh, like a grill shed. Uh, that's fun. Um, and then took another camping trip with the whole family. Yeah. Came back from that, and I decided at the very the last the fifth week, I just went on my own out to Colorado and camped and saw my grandmother. She's ninety eight. So yeah, it was everything. Yeah. Um, I read a lot of books. Mm. I think I did come to terms with the fact that what I probably want the most is a sabbatical from myself. Did you get that? You don't get that in life. You really don't. I mean, you have to believe what God has said he's doing. Mm. You have to believe what he said he's doing in yourself, but you don't get to not be yourself. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was a hard recognition mm. for me. Um, so I felt no stress about church. I was so thankful to know how you were managing things with Pastor Bill, with our staff. And I've had other people tell me the same testimony. Um, but for just Jim being Jim, I think I realized that I can just carry the same level of intensity even into a time of rest just because I'm being me in that time of rest. And that was not always yeah. great. Yeah. Honestly, it's yeah. frustrating. But in the end, yeah. looking back, I think God brought our family and myself to a really different place yeah. of journaling and praying and repenting differently 
Yeah, so uh, trying to memorize scripture. Just some there were some definite rhythm changes. Yeah. Also that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm making it sound as muddy as it is in my in my mind. No, that, I think it's yeah, I think it's very helpful. Um, you know, I'll say I mean just interacting with you around the office, you're not a totally different person, but like there's just little little things. Hmm. Okay, I think some of I don't know, your demeanor or whatnot. So I guess some of what you're seeing internally shows up in those ways. Yeah, and I've shared with some people who walk with my life closer than I have the whole, whole congregation. Like, there were there were some times where I was like, I never doubted the call to ministry, never doubted gifting and desire to use his word, to engage his people. Like, none of that, none of that was changed. Yeah. But there definitely was a place of how much do I want to control things? How much do I not pray and just mm-hmm. speak mm. and what do patterns need to look like now that are associated with more faith yeah. than what was there before so yeah. the trip to Colorado yeah. was like it was not the icing on the cake it was actually like the moment it all hit the fan and I just needed to go be by myself so that last week of a sabbatical for me was the first time I remember feeling alone like in a long time Yeah, and there's good work the Spirit can do on your heart when you're all alone. Yeah. Um, and, huh. yeah, I. what I'm hoping for is that there were some new interruptions to the status quo that will become new patterns so that next summer when we're blessed with that second set of five weeks, there's a totally different tone for my family and for my heart than this time around, which was more like, I haven't stopped churning for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I just, so what are you going to find when you stop churning, right? right. Um, one big takeaway, though, I will say this, is just reading the scriptures and trying to memorize them with nobody to talk to about them. With no need to speak them at all. That is a really... No papers to write. I mean, you just finished yeah, seminary. Yeah. But like, so even before I was a pastor, you'd study the Word right. to take a test. Right, right, yeah. And then for me, when I was much yeah. younger than you are, but my first call into ministry, I started preaching every Sunday. Yeah, right. So I was either probably studying the Scripture text or reading the whole Bible because I was supposed to know it or leading a Wednesday Bible study. Right. But it's far and away rare for yeah. a minister of the Gospel right. just to read the scriptures and keep it to himself or pray through the change required in his own life. Yeah. And this forced that. Yeah. Sure. Man. Well, thanks. Yeah. Thanks be thanks. to God for well, let me turn, you this. And, yeah, let me turn the question back yeah, on you. Yeah. So I'm about to preach my fourth <laughs> Sunday. Yeah. So I feel like I kind of took a little bit, got back on the wagon a little bit. What right. was it like for you as you just finished seminary, you're about to get ordained and installed here at Christ Community, which is super awesome, but for four weeks in a row just to yeah, go after it. Yeah, well, I'll say that, so before July, I had preached twice in a row, either two or three times, but one of those was when you were sick two weeks, I don't know, it was like COVID-related, so it was like Thursday, like, oh, it was I'm forced this upon week, you. you know, like, was, <laughs> so that, that was, those were different. Um, but only once or twice have I done it where it's been scheduled like that, uh, where you're planning and, and reading ahead and, and working on it. So this was, it was new in that regard of, you know, 
preaching four weeks in a row. And um, and then we when we went to Mexico, I preached down there too. So it was like four here plus one there. Yeah. But, and that was, that was just, I mean, it was different, but still there. Um, so one thought is, you know, depending on the season here, um, when it's community group season or I'm teaching something Sunday morning or you know, Friday night, otherwise, um, a lot of my time for that week or weeks will be spent, right, preparing for that teaching. Um, that's not always the case, and there's a lot of other things no, but too. It's like there's a lot of plates to juggle. Yeah, and you do a, you do a beautiful amount of preparation to be ready for community group and everything right. like that. It's yeah, not, it's not off the cuff. No, no, no. yeah, and and want to resource our leaders with that too. So that's there, but to preach four weeks in a row, uh, it's basically like each week. I'm like, well, my main task this week is to understand this text, prepare a sermon, and bring God's word to God's people, and um, just knowing that week in and week out and it wasn't like we'll do it once this week and then you know something different next week it was just like well you do it and you preach and then you wake up Monday you gotta do it again you, do it. <laughs> <laughs> you just get back at it yeah. um, and so that was that was good um, but I think there's also just my own mental uh, wrestlings with uh, the text, but also with my preaching, and you know, they're so. Would you say it got easier over the four weeks? I mean, no, I, or no, no. Um, so pr- I, I think I maybe expected it to. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe in some ways, yeah. But I think on the whole, um, so I felt, <laughs> I felt more. I don't know if confidence is the right word, but more confident and comfortable with my first two sermons than my last two sermons. Um, I was there for your fourth, and I, ended, yeah. I was blessed and, by it. And like I don't, you know, I don't think I didn't hit the ball, anything like right. that. But um, just and part of it was just the texts were just different, and that's and that's part of preaching four weeks in a row is it's you just what's what's next in the text that the Lord has, and it's, it, it connects and all that. But um, they were just different as as Jesus started confronting the Pharisees and getting into the the Sabbath stuff. Um, so there, there's some ways that it got more difficult. Um, for me, um, but not not terribly. I think part of it too was each week just looked different in my preparation world. Well, my preparation for that week looked different each week. It wasn't like every Monday looked the same, every Tuesday, and I was at the same spot week by week. That's really important. Preparation. That like, is pastoral just like, ministry. And there's just different things that come up each yeah. week that, that affect that. You're, you know, the first sermon, um, basically before we got to that week, I knew what my outline was. Because I'd been thinking about it for a month, mm-hmm. but the second, third, fourth, that wasn't the case. It was like I'm waking up Monday. I tried to look at it the Friday before, just to like, yeah, <laughs> let me start getting there. Um, but it just every week looked different, and I don't think I, I would have expected it to be more patterned. Yeah, and maybe that's because I'm a pattern kind of guy. <laughs> you are a pattern kind, but but it's not it as. I mean, what I'm happy to hear you say. You said I hit the ball. The tendency when we get one chance to preach with, like, you know, it's, it's a one-off. It's, yeah. it's better be a good one, yeah. right? right? I mean, the coach just put me in as a designated, <laughs> a designated better hitter. I better do it. Yeah. No, yeah. there's something about the sequential nature of it that enables, I think, for me at least, credibility and capacity align. Yeah. Calling, of course. Yeah. And in your case, you've been at Christ Community way before I was here. You have studied God's word in seminary. You have there's external evidences of your your giftedness and your calling. That's why you're being installed as a ordained minister soon, which is phenomenal. But 
I don't think I always feel the credibility or like like I've been doing this for a while now. I don't have to have a perfect sermon. It's yeah. okay to struggle. It's okay to when preparation gets wonky during the week before. Yeah. Yeah. Like I still am in the position to do what God's called us to. And yeah. so outside of you doing it four weeks in a row, you've never really had that right. before. Right. Yeah. I mean, you have it in your role here because of the, how much trust everybody has in you and yeah. the things you do. But and they don't all see the work you do. But I, there's trust. Yeah. But now that you finally got the chance for over those four weeks, you're yeah. like, well, I am positioned to do that, which I've studied. But it's going to not necessarily go the way I thought. Yeah, and each I mean each week's different, and it's I feel like there's a a tension or wrestling or something. Like we've got to be faithful in that week by week, right? Whether it's preaching, whether it's me teaching a smaller whatever, um, but then also knowing, I mean not 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 every sermon is going to be your best sermon. Yeah, like that's that's impossible. That is impossible. <laughs> and so like just like come wanna, on Sunday and I'll prove it. <laughs> like I want to do this excellently and yeah. faithfully, mm-hmm. but also know that. Isn't it neat, yeah. though, that Paul told Timothy that he should just stick at it so all will see your progress? Right, right. And yep. so, like, I do think that there's a progressive nature to what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. If you think back to when you and I first started working together, I think there's been progress made in both of our yeah. execution of the roles God's given yep. us. I think there's yep. progress made in our hearts. And I think that sometimes the progress is visible. Other times it's not visible and it feels impossible. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes... We don't know what it looks like, yeah. and God is just the one that we want people to be able to fixate on when we teach from His Word. So, yeah. imagine doing it not as an expository preacher, though. What if you had the job of picking four sermons about whatever <laughs> AJ wanted to teach about? Uh, it'd be so much harder, wouldn't it? <laughs> and I wouldn't have gotten online to listen to you. I know. No offense. Yeah. I would have been like, I don't want to hear what he has. I wouldn't have preached these four sermons. Maybe one of them. I don't know, but. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, yeah. No, it's, it's good just to... Finally... I mean, you gotta figure out where you're gonna break the text. I mean, you know, you gotta make that call. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. But, like, this is it. Like, these are the words. And the message should be what these words say, you know? Yeah. It's, well, it's you know, I, I was there for your fourth Sunday. And I was a visitor, which was kind of fun. Uh, it was very nice. I had no clue what was going on. I didn't know what songs were going to be sung. I didn't know anything. And I was genuinely blessed. Um, but what I appreciate is, just as an example, you preached where Jesus, where the Matthew quotes from Isaiah 42 yeah. about the bruise read. Yeah. I've used that a lot of times. But your description of a bruised read as a read that's discardable, uh-huh. yeah. it's worthless. Yeah. Right. You know, I was just thinking about the benefit of sitting under expository preaching because I have used that not to show the expendability of the read, but just to be like, it's you're fragile. It's fragile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, so just for me to suddenly sit there and be like, I wasn't in word work with AJ. We didn't talk through this in advance. I wasn't there to do the office discussion we sometimes yeah. have. I just sat there and received it. Yeah. And that's the yeah. experience of the average church right. attendee. Right, yeah, yeah. And I realized, I hope, that at Christ Community people will come in. I hope they've read the text. Yeah. But it doesn't matter if it's AJ or Jim, Pastor Bill, Troy. It, we're just going to walk you through what we believe the Holy Spirit is right. saying in a text, inside of its context, for our context. Right. And it did minister to me. I've held on to it. Yeah. So, you know, thank you for the work you did. Amen. And Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well... Should we drop the, the news of what book we're going to talk about and contextualize? I, I think we, so. Change of subject. All right, so we uh, we're jumping into the book of Genesis. 
I almost wanted to say Revelation just to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> no. Maybe next. But yeah, Genesis. Yeah, maybe Revelation is like 2030 or something like well, that. Well, we could go first to last. You know, we, we do could. the bookends of the Bible. Well, then I'm going to slow Genesis way It up. might be 2030 by the time we finish Genesis. Yeah. So. Yeah, the book of Genesis. So I don't, I don't even remember. Why are we doing... What, what led us there? I think we just thought Ken of it. It sounded like... Was it Ken? No, I don't It's know. always Ken. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. We, we were talking about it. And I think that I am finding that old t- any narrative is easier in a podcast. That's, that was part of it, yeah. Yeah, narrative is easier in podcasting because we yeah. are, we're kind of committing not to do deep study. We're not doing yeah. a lot of commentaries. We're not trying to get into languages. Yeah. So to, to see the story of yeah. redemption unfold and then yeah. talk about it is not only more doable, but it's enjoyable. And I think it's applicable yeah. in yeah. this whole... Yeah, it works well in this context. Yeah. yeah. Um, but just for us to... We're in Matthew right now. Yep. In the gospel yep. of the kingdom. Yep. And so if we think through just going back to the first things of God forming a people, of God revealing his covenant of grace, yeah. um, it's just kind of an enjoyable thing. And it's very different yeah. than Exodus. Yeah. We did it. Well, we yeah. done Exodus and First Samuel, and Second yeah. Samuel. No, Second Samuel. Second, yeah, Second Corinthians. Yeah, Second Samuel. Yeah, yeah. We preached through First Samuel. We yeah. did a podcast yeah. for Second Samuel. Right. We've yeah. done Acts and podcast. So we just found that yeah. we've done some of yeah. the narratives as well, and so just thought this is different. Yeah, yeah. So and I'll I'll say and I, I, I would assume it's probably safe to assume that most listeners. I mean, Genesis is is a book that most people have some level of familiarity with, right? It's not a hidden book like some of the books of the Bible so hopefully as y'all are listening to this whoever you are um, you've got something there um, but if not then you'll grow in that through this um, but yeah I don't know how fast we'll go how slow we'll go we'll just kind of take it section by section and talk through it well but, when you say sections that's important because you yeah. have you know one you have the creation narrative yeah then you have the kind of I'll call it intermediary narrative but you you know starting 12 you get Abraham yeah so between creation fall and abraham is a smattering of things that are of real interest yeah and are of incredible importance yeah fall yeah you know and the consequences and it, and it of covers it. like a ton of uh time timeline yeah super quick yeah I mean, there's just a couple stories right you know and but then you get to abraham and it, it slows down significantly and i think what i'm excited about is when we see it slow down we're also going to see some of the covenant promises that point to the gospel yeah and so I know some of our women's Bible study and others have talked about just the connectivity of the Old Testament and New Testament. Yeah. We will get to do that. We've yeah. already done it in First and Second Samuel. Yeah. So it's not yeah. news to people that are part right. of this body. But right. for this venue, Genesis will be some real foundational things with yeah. regards to the forecasting of what God... And even Genesis yeah. 3, the, the first right. promise, if you will, that God's going to provide a way of rescue yeah. um, right after the fall. Yeah. And we that'll be good to talk yeah. through. Yeah, well, and that's, you, you use the word foundational. Um, that was the word I was thinking of as well. The, the book of Genesis um, is incredibly foundational for us in the stories that it gives and, and how they're referenced throughout the rest of Scripture uh, and the covenants that we see there and how they're referenced and, and give, uh, they kind of get played out throughout the rest of Scripture in the doctrines that, that are rooted in, in the book of Genesis. Uh, it's, there's doctrinal foundation oh, here that, gets, that Paul loves. And justification love, you know. by faith alone. Yeah, right, yeah, I mean, right. with Abraham, yeah. So it's, um, I mean, it's just, it's an incredibly foundational book. Um, I think it's a great book to, I mean, for a, a new believer or a non-believer, like it's, it's a phenomenal book to read because it's so foundational. Well, maybe I'll say this too. It will be long, but Genesis has these... 
not series isn't the right word, but sections. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of the Jacob narratives uh-huh. yeah. that are later yeah. in the book, or yeah. Joseph later. Yeah. If the scriptures would, in their canonical way, be given to us as separate books, Genesis could be multiple different books. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's one right. book, right. but there are going to be sections that have a different tone or feel or build upon the previous section. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just going to... Yeah. It's got a diversity and a breadth that is going to be fun to talk yeah. through. Yeah, and there's kind of lovely, beautiful stories, and there's ugly, sin-in-your-face stories, you know, and there was both a te- there. Yeah, yeah, I was at a preaching workshop in India, and I was trying to teach how to read Old Testament narrative, and I made a comment, you can do this with any chapter of narrative in the Old Testament. And one of the Indian guys raised his hand, and I threw the interpreter... He said, so right now, can we practice this in a chapter? And I said, sure, let's do it. And then he said, can we turn to, and I won't say the chapter. might get it wrong because it's not fresh, but one of the worst chapters in the whole Bible. In Genesis? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just 30. Was it Judah and Tamar? Yes. Yeah. It's 37? 37, I think it's 36. Right? Okay, well. Not 38. 38. See, yeah, so I'm failing my Bible quiz now, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm like, so there I am. Yeah. Like a deer in headlights said, we can do this in any chapter. And then the guy says, can we read this chapter Bam. now? Yeah. And I'm like, how do you preach the gospel? How do you interpret this faithfully? Because yeah. there is some really dark stuff in Genesis. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and it rightfully should be there because we are in a fallen world that is gross and ugly. Yeah. And it's yeah. rebellion against God. Yeah. And so Genesis displays that right yeah. away. Yeah. So. Yeah. Should be good. Yeah. And so, you know, just a couple quick thoughts. I think like we've done with Second Samuel. We're in narrative and so we're gonna be thinking about right the plot and is there a climax here? Is there a surprise here? You know, how's the beginning of this story is it changed by the time we get to the end? Or, you know, those kind of things. Those are helpful as we look at narrative uh, to understand it. But then we also want to be thinking how does this text point us to uh, the one who scripture is ultimately about, about to Christ. And I think one of the differences um, that we'll see it's interesting because we did Second Samuel last, and we're in Matthew, in the Gospels, and this is maybe an oversimplification, but right, Jesus as King is very prominent in both of those books, right? And especially as we did the David narratives, I mean, like you know, it's kind of oh, like Jesus time. is the greater David, the greater yeah, King, yeah. And and we see that in Matthew, but in Genesis, we're not going to be seeing that restrict, not restrict, but that, you know, it's going to be a broader, be broader. general, application. I mean, we're going to be going different routes to get to Jesus, um, I think more than we did in Definitely Second Samuel, more. you know, and, but that's just, it's because it's a book that covers a lot of ground, we're, gonna, we're probably going to be talking about promises and covenants a lot, far more, um, other things like that, and how Jesus fulfills those, but this, uh, that'll just be a difference, um, but I think that'll be helpful and that's, uh, I guess, you know, thinking of expository preaching or expository podcasting, uh, if we want to coin that term, uh, that's a benefit of it is that you not only get, see how Jesus is being spoken of in this text or that text, but you see how Jesus is being spoken of in this whole book as collective and the whole, and it just, every single story is working together to point to him. So... Was it the was it Marcion the Marcionite heresy that divided. just divided the old and new? Yeah. It's a different God. Yeah. Genesis from out of the gate is going to reveal to us that God has set in motion His eternal plan of salvation in Christ. Yeah. From the beginning. Yeah. And we will see that. So yeah. let me encourage you if you're going to listen. Let me ask you to do two things. I would encourage you to read Genesis one to eleven, 
just gives you a broader yeah. picture. You can even do Genesis 1 through 3 to start. But go ahead and just read a bigger swath and know that we're going to start piecemeal yeah. whenever we do our next podcast. It yeah. won't be three months from now, I promise. Uh, so that's one <laughs> thing. three days. Read either Genesis 1 to 3 and meditate on it. Keep reading it. Read it. Reread it. Or do Genesis 1 to 11. Read it a yeah. few different times. Even or li- listen to it. I mean, listen that, to you it. You know, while you're yeah. driving, listen to it. Absolutely, yep. listen to it. Um, second thing, if you have a friend, well, we don't get a ton of listeners. We get more than we did at the beginning. But I'll say, but the people, we have several people who love to listen, and that's yeah. encouraging. So Yeah, and we yeah. have, I have run into family members who do not live here of church members <laughs> who like have wanted to talk podcasts yeah. whenever yeah. they visit their grandchildren. Like, huh? right? Okay. Like, wait, I don't know who you are. Um, I think this is important. If you if you have friends who are believers, even in other churches, just say this is something I'm listening to because it's a diet. And and the reason for that is not so we'll have people that listen. You now have someone. I mean, AJ and I are just talking about the Bible together. Yeah. That's all we're doing. Yeah. If you listen, go ask somebody else to listen, and then talk about Genesis one together. Yeah. yeah. Or, so if you if you didn't do that last year when you listened to us or last podcast. Do it this time. Just say, hey, I want listen to this whenever it comes out. It's once a week for 35 minutes or whatever. Yeah. And then we have something to talk about. See yeah. if that doesn't serve you and your friendship to have the Word of God be an interpretive grid for your life and friendship together. So that's kind of that's a, just a idea. bold share. Yeah. And we'll know if you're doing it because we have such small amount. Well, yeah. If our 50 listeners turn to 100, then everybody, nah. everybody allowed it to multiply. And then we'll, we'll, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Man, what do you think else? From you? No, it's just good to... I'm ready for the... And the school year's already started, but I'm ready yeah. for the ministry calendar to start. Yeah. I really do enjoy this time of year. Well, it's it's fun to get back into this saddle uh, of you know doing the podcast together. It is good. So I'm enjoying it, and yeah. uh, hopefully you all listening yeah. are enjoying it as well. Do enjoy it. Well, <laughs> I'm thankful for this, this body of Christ God's called our family to. I'm glad to have been given some time away this summer, but I'm really glad to be back. And I'm glad you're yeah. not having to do school. Man, me too. I'm excited to see what will happen when AJ's bandwidth realizes how much less you have on your plate to do. So you can be dreaming things, praying things, doing things that this body needs. And I think it's going to be very evident. And uh, I'll say just as a quick side comment, I'm reading some books right now that I just because you want to to read (laughs) right now. And, you know, they're enjoyable. Yeah. But uh, anyways... Well, we'll right. see you in uh, Genesis 1-ish. Maybe, Very soon. Maybe a little bit of two next week. Sounds good.